This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sectors Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space, sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and organization to the next level. The format for our conversations on DMOU is elegantly simple. It's three questions and a bonus round. And today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Searchwide Global, the premier executive search firm in the DMO space. Mike Gamble and his team uncover the talent out there that isn't looking, meaning that clients get a far richer candidate base from which to choose than just placing ads in pubs and online. If you're looking for a new opportunity or looking for the best candidate, call them. You can learn more at searchwideglobal.com. And now it's on to our show. Our guest today is Dave Harrell, the CEO of Visit Quad Cities. His favorite quote is, dream big, take action. Dave serves as the president and CEO of Visit Quad Cities. It's the regional official destination marketing and management organization and is charged with driving positive economic development opportunities through tourism. Dave leads the vision, strategy, and day-to-day operations of the private nonprofit community-based organization. Prior to visit Quad Cities, Dave led the city of Jacksonville's Office of Sports Entertainment as their sports and entertainment officer. He was responsible for sports, the Office of Special Events, the Film and Television Office, and the city's public access venues. He served as the city's senior level director within the sports, entertainment, and publicly owned facility space. He led the operation of annual signature events like the Florida Georgia Game, the Jacksonville Jazz Festival, and the Sea and Sky Air Show, just to name a few. Dave has held leadership positions with the Arizona Sports Foundation, the Nashville Sports Council, and the Music City Bowl. Throughout his career, he's been involved with hundreds of projects that have yielded more than $800 million in direct economic impact. Dave Harrell, welcome to DMOU. Hey, Bill. How are you? Doing great. How about you? I'm so honored to be on this uh, show. I've been wanting to do it. It's been one of my aspirational goals, and and now I'm here. So (laughs) I'm hoping I don't (laughs) screw it up, pal. Oh, you won't screw it up. You've got a great story. And, you know, our history with the Quad Cities goes back probably 10 or 15 years. We did a destination assessment back in, I think, 07 or 08. And it was one of those that we, I know it's been a long time and it's kind of like ancient history, but, you know, when you do something like a destination assessment and you say, you need to do this, 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 and this, and now your destination is going to shine, you, you kind of take a step back and you wait and you go, are they going to do it? And we actually came back, I don't know, four or five years ago and went, oh my God, you guys did like four of our six recommendations and it's really cool. And so the Quad Cities has really evolved over time. We have a love affair with the Quad Cities. It's one of our favorite destinations. We we come as often as we can. I mean, you know, based in Madison, we're you know, only a few hours away. And so we always look to the Quad Cities as that great getaway destination. And you've been fun to watch since you took the reins of Visit Quad City. We remember fondly that dinner we had with you upon your installation as the new leader of the DMO. And as Terry and I headed back to the hotel, we looked at each other and said, oh, this is going to be fascinating. Because you came at this job with a completely different perspective that a lot of DMO pros don't. And I'm not 
denigrating to those who don't look at the world like you do. They're not wrong. It's just you simply saw a different path. And so you saw the need for what you said was destination re-engineering because the destination was there. We loved it before you got there, but now you're taking it to a whole different level. So let's go with our first question. Quad citizens generally don't see themselves as living in a destination for visitors and community enhancing events. They just don't. And most citizens don't. Upon arrival, what did you do to challenge that view? I think a couple things. I'm a firm believer that positive energy drives uh, community building. And I felt like there was a cultural gap here with the destination and how people felt about tourism, how they connected with it, how they saw it fitting into the overall economic development picture. And there were all of these gaps, but I think that the underpinning tone and the rhythm of the community was tourism wasn't prioritized around the water cooler talk in the community. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was something that we needed to tackle early on to get a win so that people understood the value of what it brings to the table. And that was really a big impetus for us, you know, changing our name and going from, you know, the Quad Cities Convention and Visitors Bureau to visit Quad Cities. We did that very quickly, a few weeks in, we kind of ripped the Band-Aid off because we wanted to show action. And we felt like the power in the word visit was something that needed to drive us forward. Yeah. But it was just something I felt compelled if we were going to have any kind of movement north, we were going to have to get some cultural authority for the organization some cultural authority for tourism and its significance and its value and how to frame that up. And we were going to have to do that with a perspective that wasn't from the Quad Cities, that was an outside lens and something that hopefully could share the importance and why it matters. Mm -hmm. And so we're still on that journey, but I think early on, that was really the direction that I wanted to take the organization. And I think that makes perfect sense. And I'm too close to the fire, but you're right. I mean, the Quad Cities has something that Terry and I enjoy, we love, we visit often, but we do sense that the people that we interface with are looking at us like, why are you here? <laughs> right? I think there is something, and maybe it's a Midwest thing is that we don't believe ourselves to be destinations. I would think it's a little bit broader. And, you know, I had the good fortune, you know, Mr. Joe Taylor did just some amazing things and, and God rest his soul. And mm -hmm. was such a transformational leader, was really a regional thinker before a lot of people were in this marketplace and did some amazing things. And, and I know you and Terry got to work with him very closely on mm -hmm. the assessment. Yep. We still use your assessment to this day. And you're right, those things we're following through on. For whatever reason, that braggability factor, and we talk about it a lot in our destination, has just been missing. So I know that sometimes rings true with other you know Midwest destinations, but you need a little swagger 
And you need sometimes, if you're going to be irreverent and if you want to break through some clutter, you're going to have to maybe get out in front of your skis a little bit and do that with a little fire and talk about your destination in a different way without maybe that humility always being the, the driving force of your message. And I think for a long time, we were just in that mode. And I think there's nothing wrong with maybe, you know, showing a little confidence yeah. and talking a little bit broader about, you know, why this destination is so unconventional and why we want people to emotionally connect with it because we think it's fantastic and it's full of surprises. Yeah, absolutely. So I've clearly wasted a question because you've got three initiatives in play. <laughs> so we'll, we'll figure out how to do that. Let's start with the one that was a finalist in the Upper Midwest CVB Conference Innovation Competition, which I voted for you guys. And I told you that. And you didn't win, but I thought you should have. Tell me about your interesting integration of text into both visitor and resident integration as a way to encourage residents to believe in the product and the promise. We did not win and we'll always be a little stung over that, but that's okay. It's <laughs> when you're battling against uh, Bob the Bridge in Omaha, you know, that's a, a worthy opponent. Yeah, right. But Visit Quad Cities, we say this a lot in our conversations in the QC. We talk about how we are on the journey of becoming more of a tech company. Okay. And it's not a soundbite, Bill. It's something that, you know, we really firmly believe that was um, a gap here uh, at the DMO level. And so we are embracing things to be much more innovative than we ever have before. And so we got together with some folks and started talking about, you know, what does that look like as it relates to having these, you know, customer interfaces and and exchanges of information and messaging. And we really like the direction of where texting elements could lead a DMO in terms of quick information. We knew the data points were there to support. Um, it's a little bit like Teflon, right? You get so many emails a day and that content that's coming through, you know, social and, and what have you, it's, it's so much, it's voluminous. Um, but the one thing that rang true with just our analysis was if you got a phone, you're going to look at your text messages. Mm -hmm. You're going to pick them up and the data supports that you're going to read them. And so we've been very intentional with that messaging strategy and we're getting a lot of great feedback because I think people are looking for, you know, what is that content? What are those opportunities in the destination to engage? And so it's been great to promote all of the wonderful assets and things that we've got in the marketplace here and our product experience. But I think it's also a great way to underscore the value of tourism so we can accomplish both objectives, but by using that technology. And so we think there's a lot of uh, runway with it, and we're going to continue to invest in that tech. Well, it really caught my eye in the presentation in the innovation uh, competition was that something like 30% of email is actually read, but 95% of texts are read. And so, you know, what you've done in creating this program of text is you have this instantaneous opportunity to 
connect with both residents and the visitors that have signed up for these text messages to tell them in real time, hey, this is happening now, or this is happening tonight, or this is happening this weekend. And everybody sees it, where that strategy in email, as important as email is, doesn't get the same kind of reaction. So tell us some of the numbers. You launched this, I think, uh, sometime this summer. When I saw the presentation in September at the Upper Midwest CVB conference in Des Moines, I was amazed at the adoption rate that you had achieved. Where is it now? We're experiencing double-digit growth month over month. We did launch it this summer. We've got roughly 2,000 customers that are engaged with it. It continues to move north in terms of people connecting with it. And certainly to your point, the open rate is real. Yeah. And the feedback that we're getting from people commenting either in social media or emails or just uh, around the community has been you know, phenomenal. You know, people's attention spans are short and you got to grab them and you got to grab them quickly. And if it's a way to have that immediacy with a message and maybe draw them back in to content that might have a little uh, deeper messaging, um, then that is something that we're going to continue to do. But we're finding that on our journey with being much more innovative in this space, we're finding that a lot of people are seeing the value and they're looking at us as this you know, content resource and this storytelling resource, and they're telling us about it. So if they're telling us about it, we know that we're getting traction. So that 2,000 you know, person number, I anticipate that to continue to grow. Um, we are now investing some marketing and promotional muscle behind that. And I really think the sky is the limit in terms of just building a broader audience set. And it's not all about visitors. I think that balance of quad citizens and visitors and how we attract and um, message to them is just going to continue to get stronger for us. Yeah. I think in the beginning stages, this is all about residents and it helps residents understand that there's a lot of stuff going on here, which then propels them, hopefully, to invite friends and relatives to come and join them because there's something cool going on every weekend in the Quad Cities. And, you know, as we tell a lot of the audiences that we speak with, there's this thought that visiting friends and relatives stay at their visiting friends and relatives' residence. And American Express research has proven 50% of visiting friends and relatives stay in hotels. And so this is like this untapped market that we can inspire locals to get more excited about their community. And so I love the opportunity to talk to visitors in real time, but I think this is just brilliant when it comes to talking to residents in real time. And, you know, the one thing that we found, and and we talk about this a lot, and I know that we've had these conversations, you know, only 49% of the people that live in the Quad Cities feel that our destination is a place that visitors want to visit. Right. So we've got to flip the script. So, you know, and I think we're such good listeners here to give our team, you know, all the credit. You know, we're really listening to destinations, you know, international, and we're really listening to the experts about 
that paradigm shift of trying to build equity with your residents. And so if we can create some programmatic things for them to connect to, and we can show them all of the wonderful things that they've got in their backyard and within their destination, and we can do that through a very comprehensive and integrated messaging strategy, hopefully we can move that needle from 49% Mm -hmm. and grow that by just showing them, hey, there is something to do here every day. Like it, it is no longer... Um, a good answer when we hear there's nothing to do in the Quad Cities. And so we take that um, to heart, but it frustrates us because as the destination organization, we want to continue to propel our brand. But if we can't get our locals here kind of believing in the product experience that that we've got within our region, then we're not going to be able to move the needle of visitors. So that's a really big impetus of why we're doubling down on programs like that. I couldn't agree with you more. So the other two of the initiatives that we talked about, I think can be combined, at least in my mind, and I'm trying to stay with my three-question format. You've created a web portal for residents to share their best Quad City experiences to inspire others to visit, and you're also launching an ambassador program. So tell us about the ways that you're turning residents into your secret weapon. Well, we know that we got a deep in our bench. We're a smaller DMO. You know, we've got limited resources and I think we're trying to figure out how to optimize those. So the only way to do that is build your base. And so if we can energize our quad citizenry and get people engaged with all things tourism, then that's the hill that we're going to take. And so we've got some things that we're really excited about and are getting some great traction. We we launched this Quad Cities Pro initiative. And if you go to quadcitiespro.com, it's really a way to engage people with the destination and the brand. And it's very scalable. So we can go on here and we can talk about all things, you know, tourism. We can give them nuggets and factoids. We can showcase our assets. We can talk about cultural tourism and and context. We can do whatever we want to do because the sky is the limit. But really the fundamental of it is we are educating locals about who we are, what we are, and we are building that story within the framework of that relationship that we have with locals so that when it comes time for them to help us as brand champions and ambassadors, they can be part of that journey with us. And whatever industry they represent, whether they're in the private sector, public sector, one of our hospitality industry colleagues, you know, it's something that gives us something tangible that we can draw to. And we can literally go back to the community and say, hey, quadcitiespro.com is the place that you're going to learn all things quad cities. And so it's a little bit kitschy. It is fun. Again, you know, we can build it out, but the pro really is kind of using that word creatively in the sense of, hey, you're going to become a pro about your community and you're going to advance and have sequences to learn and become, you know, certified more in this process. But it's also about promotion. Yeah. And we need to work on self-promotion in the QC. So we're excited about it. We also did a few days ago launch a certified tourism ambassador program, which is going to connect to our Quad Cities Pro 
initiative. And so we'll integrate those two with, again, just kind of building depth within the volunteer base to try to do things that hopefully get us on the same sheet of music as it relates to, to tourism and destination marketing. So these are journeys that we feel are incredibly important for our DMO, but more importantly, just part of like changing the cultural mindset in the Quad Cities to build this braggability and to showcase that this is really a great place and we need everybody to be part of advocating for that place if we're going to be effective and if we're going to do the things that we've been charged to do. And isn't that the real role, I think, of the evolving next generation DMO? Because for so many of our destinations, and I, you know, I'm not talking about the top 25 destinations in the country because they are destinations because they're destinations. But for the rest of us, it really comes down to you have to believe that you are a destination, that there is a reason for people to come and visit and spend money and tell their friends when they go home, hey, I had a great time in the Quad Cities. You know, I saw this band. I went to this museum. Whatever it is, there is that sadly common opinion that, well, this is just a place where people live and raise their families. This isn't a place where anybody would want to come. As much as we are, as DMOs, at least we were, charged with marketing outside of our county, outside of 60 miles, outside of whatever that, you know, weird thing was, is a lot of our job really is getting our own community to embrace that we love where we live. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. My um, my 12-year-old son the other day, I overheard a conversation that he was having with a couple of his buddies and, you know, somebody asked him, Hey, what's your dad do for a living? And <laughs> my ear perked up and he said, well, you know, he works at Visit Quad Cities. And so he's, you know, like he knew the word tourism. And so the kid asked him like, what does that mean? And he said, well, my dad's trying to get people to live here. Yeah. And I was taken back. I was like, man, you know, for a 12 year old kid, that was so insightful. Yeah. And I love that. But I think, you know, for us, we have not been part of that broader economic development equation in the Quad Cities. And so we've thrust ourselves into that very much. And we're using the tools and we're listening to the thought leaders like yourself and Don Welsh and, and all of the, the wonderful people around our industry and our colleagues throughout the United States, because we know that we've got a lot to learn and we feel like we've been a sleeping giant for a long time. We also know that if we can uncork what we're trying to uncork, we're really going to be able to shape some perception and build a reputation that I think is going to be very meaningful. And I think a lot of people um, are going to discover us. And I, I genuinely feel that. Yeah. But if we can't you know, move the energy and kind of build that cultural you know, mindset with the people that live here about what we're doing and why that non-resident revenue, but not only the revenue, that non-resident experience um, has to be off the charts, yeah. then, then we are, we're not doing our job and we're not fulfilling our brand promise. And our brand promise is all about energy and culture 
and that Midwestern spirit. Yeah. And so we, we are living those values as much as we can. Yeah. And it really gets back to the Longwoods halo effect research from five or six years ago that when people see an ad about a destination, they are 10 to 15% more likely to go there. And then once they're there, they're 10 to 15% more likely to return and invest and maybe even move. So that's not exactly why destination marketing organizations were formed. That, that wasn't our core. But I think we're evolving into that. Not that it's a complete culture shift, but it's just one more thing that I think that we all do. And so congratulations for all you're doing in the Quad City. So it's time for your bonus round question. We both, I'm ready. as you know, share a passion for music. So tell me, best show, best venue, best artist that moved you one night and why? Oh my gosh, what a great question. And it's tough. I know we're both music guys and I love live music. There's nothing better, but... I so missed it. Oh man, I, I miss it. And I love all the unique venues throughout the US. And the Quad Cities has got a, an amazing live music scene. I'm totally unique. But I, I would say going back to my Nashville days and, and being in Music City, but May 1st, 2006, mm-hmm. Ryman Auditorium, yep. the mother yep. church of country music, and being in a room being in the room with Van Morrison. Uh, he literally yeah. came out and did a set and just one song after another and just the lyrics and the voice and and just that emotion was an unforgettable evening and I still yeah. think about it today. You know, I was thinking about asking you that question and then you know, thinking about mine. And it's so hard because, I mean, there are so many shows that we have seen that have moved us. And this is going to be really embarrassing. But the one that I probably think about if asked this question is Kiss in Chicago right when they did Detroit Rock City. This was a band that was, yeah, you know, kind of just on the peripheral. And then all of a sudden it just yeah. exploded and literally exploded. <laughs> well, they popped. I'd <laughs> never seen anything like this before. And it's like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> this place is going to burn down, turn down the fire. And that was probably it. But the one aspirational act that we're looking at is Jason Isbell. I mean, I know a lot of people have seen him and he's been out there for a while, but we haven't yet. Oh, yeah. And I can't yeah. wait to see Jason live. What about you? What's your next act? It's interesting. I've got so many, um, but I am desperate to get Brandy Carlisle in the Quad Cities. Yeah. In like the Adler Theater, which is like an old, you know, RKO kind of theater here in the QC, she just blows my mind. And I love listening to her and how she paints a narrative. Yep. So I'd say Brandy Carlisle at the Adler Theater in the Quad Cities. Cool, very cool. Well, Dave, as I said at the outset, we love how you think and it upends the old school version on DMOs. So thanks for sharing how you're making your DMO much more relevant and successful as we emerge from the plague. So it's been great talking. Well, Bill, thank you. And thank you for everything that uh, you do for the industry and what you do for Visit Quad Cities. Uh, we continue to follow your lead and, uh, and just incredibly grateful for the partnership and the relationship with you. So thank you. Yeah. Hey, we love you guys. That's it for this edition of DMOU. Tell your friends and your peers. This is where the best and the brightest get together to tell inspiring stories for DMO pros. Thanks also to this episode's sponsor, 
Searchwide Global, the premier executive search firm in the DMO space. If you're looking for a new opportunity or looking for the perfect candidate, call them. You can learn more at searchwideglobal.com. DMOPros.com is where you're going to find more on our services to the DMO world, plus links to the Z News, our knowledge bank, videos, blogs, biggest DMO job board on the planet, and our book, Destination Leadership. That's DMOPros with a Z.com. Executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time. <laughs>